There is no completion of a to-do list in our world. You could find something very meaningful and very important to do 24 hours of the day and it's still not enough. Yeah. There is always a story to post, a video to do, a blog to post. There is like 50 million things that you could be doing. I always had it in my head that I would have a million dollar business and I would be a writer. I'm here with Jana Kingsford, who is a business coach to Free Spirits. And one of the things that I've really loved seeing on her journey is how she made a million dollars in eight months. I never even set a goal for six figures. It was always just shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars and follow the sun. Don't talk about doing the thing, just go and do the thing. Let it be a little bit of a secret and then resurface having done the thing instead of always saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. Just go do it. I don't change my mind that much. I've been doing this 10 years and pretty much most of the principles that I have have been the same since the beginning. Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. I'm here with Jana Kingsford, who is an incredible goddess I've been following <laughs> on Instagram for a while. And I'm really excited. I booked, she booked in for the podcast and in the um, notes, she was like, introduce me how you like, like, you know, however you like. And I was like, yes, I love when people say that. So to me, she is someone that I feel anyone in the business world should follow purely for her energy. She's a business coach to free spirits. And one of the things that I've really loved seeing on her journey is how she made a million dollars in eight months, not in her first eight months, not from doing a, one particular thing, but from her being very embodied in her wisdom and her experience, having been in the coaching space for 11 plus years. She's also, this really appeals to me. She's a mum of three. And, you know, there's a, there's incredible um, coaches out there and, you know, there's so many that, that we can work with. But for me, as also a mum of three, um, that to me speaks volumes because it means that like, you know, you've had to juggle so many different seasons in your business and in your motherhood, given your kids are, you know, teenage and adults um, ages. And she has caravanned around Australia for five years um, with her family as well. She's also an author. She's an absolute kick-ass coach. So thank you so much for being here today, Jana. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I love that. I feel like when I do, hey, just introduce me. However, I get to like just soak it all in. <laughs> Great. Now, it's always like a bit of a um, like moment of receiving for guests as well, which I, I really love. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like so it. I would love to ask first, is there any part of your story that you feel called to share on how you actually got here? In Because, you know, you're at the height of heights. You've like succeeded in so many areas and your business is absolutely thriving. How did you get here? And what's been the most like poignant, um, I guess, parts along that journey that you'd love to share? Oh, the first thing that it just came through, because I was going to say, what's your most interesting part that you see? But then something actually did come through that was in my field today. And I was going to do drop a code about this before into my little channel. And it was about, I realized I just had this epiphany this morning that I never actually set the goal to, to create a six-figure business doing this. I realized that I had originally... On my vision board, I put 250000 probably like 13 years ago on my business. And I didn't know which business that was going to be. But I thought that was a milestone for a million-dollar business because I always had it in my head that I would have a million-dollar business and I would be a writer. That was what was like, that's childhood dreams vibes. So I think what I did is when I came online, 
I was not looking to crack six figures. I was looking way ahead. So I wasn't looking down. I just went. So this actually really helped me to, when I see a lot of people talking about, here's how to do 10K months and here's how to have 20K months and here's how to have, I like never went for those. I was never going for the 10K, 20K. I was going for the million, which I didn't even realize what it, it wasn't even 100K a month. I didn't even realize that because I wasn't computing. I just went. And so that was one of the biggest shifts, probably just realizations of when I began my business journey, I never even set a goal for six figures. It was always just to the moon, shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars and follow the sun. And I think that's why I grew so fast when I first came online. Um, Probably the other part of uh, me coming online is the organic way that I did it because I just, my thing is you go and do big things, you go and do things that people are like, wow, oh my God. And then they ask you, hey, can I work with you? And that was my original thought of I want to go and do some things, big things that people are maybe going to want to figure out how to do themselves. So I'm going to go do them. I'm going to figure out how to do them. I'm going to go to university while juggling three kids. Um, and I graduated actually while I was pregnant with my third, but I'm going to do that and I'm going to grow businesses and I'm going to do all these like really big things and figure it out and how to do it in a way that really feels me. And I'm going to go figure it out and then they'll come. It's almost like a magnetism through doing big things. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like has started the whole thing. That's, I feel like that was the, the switch that I had in 2006, which is, I don't know, like 17, 18 years ago now. And I had that, it was definitely 18 years ago when I had that little switch that was like, you are here to help women to feel capable of their big dreams. So I go do the big thing and then I figure out all the things of how to do that big thing. And then people come and ask me, and that's how I had my first co uh, coaching client, maybe like 13 or 12-ish years ago. She came, she'd seen what I'd done with my blog, with my content creation, with all the stuff that I've been doing on the internet. And she came to me and she said, can I work with you? At that stage, coaching wasn't really a thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? You want a job? Like, I'm not hiring stuff. That was my original, like, initial thing. That's how, like, this world wasn't really, it didn't really exist. And she's like, no, I want to pay you per hour to learn what you know. I'm like, okay. And I charged the most amount that I could think of because I knew it was going to be an hour away from my babies. And she's like, yep, cool, great. And then in six months, she was doing exactly the thing that she came to me for. And that's when it opened up the world. So it was such an organic gateway into this by me just going and focusing on going and achieving my big dreams, doing really big things, and then magnetizing people to me through that. That's the one. That's awesome. I love that so much because there's a few quotes out there and I really resonate with them that are like, um, you know, don't talk about doing the thing, just go and do the things. You know, be it, like, let it be a little bit of a secret and then resurface having done the thing instead of always saying I'm going to do I'm going to do I'm going to do just go do it and that's exactly what you did and even um you know like you saying that you did a blog 13 years ago that would have been actually pretty groundbreaking at the time because I remember like did you say it was 13 years ago that this all happened yeah 2011 was my first blog that yeah the first blog that yeah. I had but I've been posting on Facebook for my business since 2008 so I remember I was working in PR at the time and yeah. I remember I was working for like lifestyle brands and like Procter & Gamble and a lot of um, brands that wanted to get in front of mums. And at the time they were like, 
blogs are the new things. We need to invite bloggers. We need to do a blogger event. We need to, you know, like send product out to blogger. I remember sending like fairy dishwashing liquid to like bloggers and stuff. <laughs> like mummy yeah. bloggers, like it was the thing, right, at the time. So, um, but difficult to break into and you had to be really consistent with it. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, love hearing that about your story. There's yeah. so much that I want to ask you. I want to, um, you know, it's great to get a little bit of your background and how you got here. Before we go into the questions, just for a little bit more context, um, so the listeners know what an absolute goddess they are that they're listening to, tell us what you're about and what you believe in. I feel like the blanket is I believe in big dreams. Big dreams are my vibe. And big dreams are so different to goals. Goals to me are very measurable. They're very boring. They're very realistic. They're very normal. They're very average results. Big dreams for me are just like, they make my eyes pop wide open. I'm like, oh, imagine that. And they make me go further. It makes me last longer. Mm. And it really kind of like feels expansive as I go for a big dream. And I feel like I never put any pressure on myself around going for the big dream. So how that sort of translates to my life, when I was taking the kids to school every single day, going to school, doing the whole like school mom thing and, oh, we have a house, we bought a house and we go and take the kids to school. It felt very monotonous and in that, I'm like, this is not the big dream. This is just very normal. This is almost like life goals instead of big dreams. And that's, I feel like what the big dreaming energy of me is like, imagine who I can be. Imagine what this is going to raise me into if I set a big dream and then go for it. And I have this big dream of like, I want to give the kids like the most alive childhood and this is not it. Like driving them to school every single day, go to school, come home. Um, books, bath, bed every day over and over and over again. I was like, I want to like open their eyes. I want to travel. I want to do all the things. And so that was how I set that big dream. I'm like, let's do that now. And that's how we ended up traveling around Australia for five years because I set big dreams. And then with my big dreams, what happens is you need a vehicle and a vessel for that. And business is my vehicle and vessel because I'm obsessed with it. I love business. So it's kind of business and big dreams go hand in hand. But in order to have your businesses be the vehicle and the vessel for your big dreams, you need a whole heap of belief in between there. So it's like raising those beliefs to match the big dreams. And that's, I feel like what I'm mostly about is big dreams, business, belief, balance, all of the B words. But big dreams is that North Star, that guiding light that makes me have to go and I have to raise my beliefs to match that big dream so I can actually take the action day to day. And then the business has to be like thriving so it can feed my big dreams. And that's how we traveled around Australia. That's how I've achieved all my big dreams. That's how I gave my kids the dream childhood because I had a business and vehicle and a vessel that fueled those big dreams, but they kind of like work together. They work in tandem. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. So I have to ask, how the hell did you homeschool and build a seven-figure business while traveling? Like what was the like – Obviously, you sold the kids into the vision because they got to travel. But, like, was it that they knew that you would be doing, like, calls at a certain time of day or, like, what? Like, how did you make it work? I got up at 4 a.m. and I did my calls in the car and I was done. And a lot of the times, it wasn't until the kids were older that they realized that it worked. Yeah. I was, like, they thought I was, like, stay-at-home mom and she just makes this magic money and we just don't know how. Like, this is just normal life for them. They didn't realize until they were older, I think. My daughter said, she's like, I always just thought you were stay-at-home mom and mom and we had this magic money. 
<laughs> we didn't. She didn't even realize. Like, I actually had this thing that I wanted to, them to feel like I was a stay-at-home mom. But then, as they got old enough, I wanted them to know that I was a mom that went after her big dreams like a mofo. I wanted yep. them to know that and feel that as soon as they got old enough. And so. I used to get up, so I would do my calls. Like, obviously, I've got a big international bank, so um, or international bank of clients. So I get up at about like four a.m. and come out of the caravan, and four a.m. I would get out and I would go and sit in the car, and it was just like this running joke in caravan park. If you started to know who we were, and it was Jana sitting in the car in the dark of the morning, talking on the phone, waving her hands around. <laughs> and doing live streams so if you go back to my youtubes or like live streams from forever ago i was in the car a lot so that was um that literally i would get up early in the morning and i would pretty much do everything that i needed to do and then i got into this habit of mondays tuesdays thursdays fridays i would be finished by 10 and Wednesdays, it would be completely flexible and it would be mostly family days. So that's when we would go for exploring and we would do the big days because I wouldn't work. I wouldn't have anything scheduled ever on a Wednesday, but I would have nothing scheduled after 10 a.m. on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. And I think that was in the early days of it. I think it was just Monday, Tuesday that I would just work till 10 a.m. And that's a lot of time. 4 a.m. till 10 a.m. is a lot, mm. especially when you got a deadline. And you're about to go walk up a waterfall and take the kids and the kids just know that you're going to be doing all these things. So they just know that mum would just go in the car in the morning or if it was a nice day, once the light would come up, once the sun would rise, I'd probably go around to the parks because caravan parks in Australia are really pretty. And so I would find like a pretty palm tree and sit under that and create all my content for the day, my stories and my live stream. I would just live stream everywhere in public all the time. So I'd be live streaming. There'd be kids like and people playing and doing things and just staring at this girl that's like on her live streaming thing. And that's how I juggled it for five years. Love that so much. There's so much that you've said in there around um Actually, yeah, the, the biggest thing that I really took from that that I want to really emphasize is I see a lot that people want the freedom lifestyle or potentially have it to a degree, like they might be earning 10K months, right? Which even that in itself isn't really the freedom lifestyle because like 10K is not even enough to like, you know, like actually feed a family and provide accommodation and whatnot. But like say they're on their journey, they think they're like getting there, they're like on the cusp or they're, um, you know, wanting the freedom lifestyle. And they have zero schedule. They're not putting things in their diary. They don't have boundaries. They don't know what their work hours are. They don't know, like they're just kind of available from 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. But living the freedom lifestyle, but constantly on their phone with like zero, um, yeah, like work hours or anything. I love that you actually knew exactly what, what, what needed to be done in what period of time with a deadline. And then after that, you truly do have the freedom lifestyle. Because, you know, I see a lot of resistance between like with, with people that are, um, you know, free spirits, like your exact, you know, clientele that yeah. you help. There's often a lot of resistance around actually having a schedule because it feels contracting. It feels constricting. It feels like, you know, but I want to be my own boss. I want to do things whenever, but actually it ends up taking up your entire waking day if you don't have that. So I'm curious to hear, um, you know, because you were actually so brilliant at this, obviously, with traveling. How do you support other women particularly to do that with kids and businesses and all the things when they are 
I'm I'm gonna make a big assumption here, but I'm I'm assuming that a lot of people are attracted to you who really are like very free spirited and want that life, that freedom lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. I love that you just know my person. <laughs> she's yeah. free spirited. She's me. But yeah. what we realize is there is no completion of a to do list in our world because it's a twenty four hour. You could find something very meaningful and very important to do twenty four hours of the day, and it's still not enough. Because yeah. there is always a story to post, a live stream to do, a video to do, a blog to post, a Facebook post to do, a channel drop to do. There is like 50 million things that you could be doing, a podcast to record. So I feel like the way that what I'll do is with my clients, I watch the way that they work. So my first phase is I get them into the field and I give them a couple of things. We do some realignment. I get them into the field and I watch the way they work and I watch obviously when they're when they're waning and when they're in their flow and when they're in the ebb and I kind of just watch them maybe for like a week or so and then I'm knowing their big dreams I'm knowing what they want to do and I'm getting to learn the way that they work and as soon as I can figure out the way that they work I can figure out like a framework for their freestyle that's what I call it is a framework for your freestyle because once you have the framework you can freestyle so hardcore and you can feel so free-spirited and they get to almost like choose it but I feel like my schedule is pretty much like the best one ever because a lot of clients will will do that but then some are better okay so there's this question that I ask them and I say when you used to work at a job did you love the morning shift or the night shift and I would always say I love the morning shift because I love just clocking off at two and being done but if I'm working at 6 p.m I worked all day thinking Mm. about I need to work then some people like, I love having my mornings to myself and, and working at night. And so they're a night worker, afternoon mm. worker. They don't, they don't consume, they can do a slow morning and not consume themselves with work. Whereas if I had slow morning, I'm just thinking about work anyway. So yeah. I may as well be working. Uh, I'm getting better at doing the slow morning thing. But if you can just ask yourself that question, do I like to, when I was at a J-O-B, did I like the morning shift or the afternoon shift? And if you were fine doing the afternoon shift, maybe that's where you need to move your work around and figure out that. And then in the morning, if you love the morning shift, get up and don't worry about what everybody else says about morning routines and doing your 20 million thing in the morning. Get to work, get it done, drop the mic. That is the vibe. It's like, if you can see it as like, I get to drop my mic and then I can do all these things and schedule stuffing with your family. Like let your family know, mm. schedule that because then they're going to kind of not so much hold you accountable, but you are going to like, oh yes, we're doing this. What my husband will do sometimes is when he can see that I'm hyper fixated on a project and he knows that I love that, but he knows that I love to like also drop the mic and go to dinner and be very like involved. He'll say, he'll just message me. It's like I booked dinner at 5.30. I'm like, perfect. And he's like, and I booked the taxi for five and I'm like, cool. And I'll be working at, um, and then I'll sort of backwards that to 10 minutes before we have to go. Cause it takes me about 10 minutes to get ready. And I'll sit there till that final second and then I'll get ready. But it sort of gives me this beautiful deadline. Yes. Having that. So having all these like pieces and parts that work with the way that you work. So I guess with my free spirited clients, I, I, I look at what moves the needle for them. So that now they know, like, what's the framework you need? If you go live, you make sales. If you do stories, you make sales. If you do a podcast, you make sales. What are the things that move the needle for you? And how can we like get those on, not so much autopilot, on omnipresent. I'm just doing them. So I know what I'm doing because then when you're in an ebb, 
what will happen is you're in an ebb, but you're not getting taken down by the ebb because a lot of the times you're not a deer in the headlights. You're just waking up, doing your live stream, doing your stories or doing your videos, whatever moves the needle for you. You wake up, you do that or you do it in the afternoon and you just get your minimum effective dose done and you move through with your ebb and you just go and ebb. But you've done what you need to do. So your business doesn't follow your energy. I think with free spirits, we love the idea of our business following our energy and it, but then it's like this. And so when we're mm. ebbing, our business is not supporting us. Our business is like, hello, let's go with the ebb with you and let's go flowing with you and let's go ebb. And so I really feel like it's really unhealthy for your business to be attached to your energy. Mm. I feel like for me, it's really important for my business to hold space for me to have a minute, to have like a moment, to have an ebb, but me know how to fuel it and feed it, whether I'm ebbing or flowing, and it has a whole energy of its own. And that's when I come up with the framework to freestyle. You get to like freestyle the way that it works for you. So everything is just working and it doesn't feel constrictive. It feels really expensive and you're not working 24-7. You can if you want, but you don't have to because you know what you need to do and you just get that done. And then you can freestyle, put some more flavor into it. If you've got that extra mile in you, you can do even more. That's nice. <laughs> I am just in love with everything that you just said. <laughs> There's so much gold in that. Like even just the framework to freestyle feels so expansive for me. Like having a framework to be in your flow and to not, yeah, you're so right. Like I, I also see this all the time with people being like, oh, but I'm not feeling the energy. It's like, actually like you don't need to be in your energy you just need to understand yourself a little bit more to know when you would be magnetic because if like you know that's a great question to ask like are you going to be more in your flow in the morning or night like if you are working in the space of time that feels good for you how magnetic is that content going to be if it's coming from a place of wanting and creativity rather than a place of obligation because oh i need to get a reel out today or i need to go live because you know, like I said that I was going to go live today instead of like, oh, this is like lighting me up. This is a topic that's so on my heart. And, you know, like I'm a morning person, so I'm going to do it when I, you know, have my coffee and feel the most alive. Like I love that so much, which brings me to a question I was going to ask, and this is perfect for this topic. As as fellow woo-woo girls, (laughs) you know, and a lot of my listeners are, um, we know the power and the benefit of, you know, all the things, plant medicine, human design, astrology, all the things, right? Working with coaches, mentors, energy healers, like I really preach this. Um, and, you know, for five, 10 years, I've worked with anything and everything that I could that would help advance me in my business and and who I am as a person. I'm curious to hear if you um, do any of that with your clients or like what it is that you would recommend, or is it just a very um, sort of individual approach with them? Yeah. So the way that I do it is I always start with my main modality is subconscious reprogramming. That was the modality belief addicts is what I came up with. I think it was maybe 12 years. It was 2013 and I was walking along the river and with my little baby and my little baby and had this big dream of this business, the way it is right now. Like I had this million dollar business, big dream. That's before I'd made any money in this way online I'd have businesses and done all of that but I had this big dream of a million dollar business doing what I love for a living like doing this thing that was right there and it was six months I was learning all the things I was taking cautions I was doing the things I was showing up on social medias but it 
wasn't working, but I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't really selling. It kind of was like one of those faux, I'm taking action, but I'm not, I'm just learning and I'm not doing anything. And so anyway, I'm walking my little baby along the river. And as I'm walking, 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 I'm like, why can't I get this thing to work? Why can't, I've got all these other businesses that I've got to work. Why can't I make this one work? And I'm working, I'm walking, I'm walking, walking. And then it was like, Jana, if you feel like success equals hard, like horrible work, Mm. you're never going to let yourself do it. That's why you're not letting yourself do it. Because you have success equals hard work. The success of this magnitude that I was starting to dream up. Success equals hard work. So that success at that magnitude equals hard work. And when we talk about hard work in that context, it was horrible work that I hated to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking like you're just never going to let yourself do it. And I saw this success equals, I saw the, like, the symbols. And then I'm like, what if, but success equals more health. Success equals, I'll be able to go to the gym. Success equals, I'll have more health. Success equals I'll have more health. Success equals I'll have more fun. And then I was like, oh, that unlocks something for me. And so just feeling into that, oh, success equals more health. Success equals more health. Success equals more fun. I started to walk with that, like success equals, success equals, and seeing all these different things that could equal. And then literally... That's when my business started working. I literally created things to sell because I hadn't been doing that before. I wrote an ebook in like a month with a little baby and I made a hundred dollars in my first day bringing that online. And then a few months later, I was doing a thousand dollar launches back in 2013. And then a couple, two months after that, I went from 1K months to 11K months in five months in, in 2014. And that's how I got my start in this business. It was 1K months to 11K months in five months and it just kept on going from then. And that all came from that belief shift. So that's been my focus with myself and my clients every ever since. Because what will happen is they will take you'll take action from that space. So if you're thinking success equals hard work or success equals I'll be a bad mom or, or a million dollar business equals too much responsibility or a million dollar e- business equals I'll lose my soul or seven figure business equals I'll lose myself. If you're thinking those, you're just never going to let yourself do it. And you won't, you'll take maybe if you can force yourself to take action, which a lot of free spirits, we very much can't. (laughs) If you do force yourself to take action, it has no alchemistic energy. It's not magic. It just is manual labor. So if you do happen to create a million dollar business with those fears and those associations with success, Everything you did was manual labor. You had a, you played a part in every piece and every dollar you made versus if you can go success equals and rearrange those beliefs in your mind and then take inspired action from that space, the inspired action you take is going to be alchemistic. It's going to be magic. It's like you can light a little match and you can create an explosion on the internet if you have those beliefs lined up. And so for me, action has become a healing modality. Action has become the manifestation if it's done from a place of aligned beliefs. And then as well as that with the energy work that I do with my clients, if they've got like the anything extra than the belief that we can't reprogram, if we've reprogrammed the beliefs and there's still it's still happening, um, then I do my reticulation work, which is a lot of energy work. 
And the energy work that I do is actually verbal. It's just through my energy codes. That's something that shifts in people just through me talking because it's so embodied and I'm so experienced with this. And I have, I have a direct line to big dreams and my clients big dreams. And so everything that I say is magical, but it doesn't come across very spiritual, but they just feel it. They feel it. It's very visceral and they just like, it's undeniable. Love all of that. Again, <laughs> so much wisdom. And it brings me to the question about your, um, you know, another question for free spirits and, and maybe something that is a little bit misunderstood doing like, you know, we can call it the feminine, like the energy work and the mindset work, which is so important. But then I, I actually know that you're an absolute boss when it comes to the structural masculine, healthy masculine work of like actually having the systems and the structure in place to allow the big dreams to even happen in the first place, right? So like the, you know, let's actually talk tech, the funnels, the website, the, you know, backend systems, like all the things that will support and allow your dreams to come to life. So I love that conversation and like, you know, what's your sponsoring belief in your mindset and all of that and your energy needs to be cleared up in order to, you know, have the pathway paved for your goals. But then what do you also teach when it comes to the other side, you know, when it comes to the structural Oh, this is juicy. You're asking the best questions. It is accurate so much. Um, I told you I'd followed you for a while and I, you know, I love, it. I love having people on my podcast who I've stalked so like intensely. They always feel like I, that I know them so well because I'm the stalker that you <laughs> didn't know you had. I love it. It's so different. The question quality is so different because I'm not answering with very vanilla, very like, okay, yeah. let me talk about what a big dream is. Yeah. I'm like getting to do like micro little trainings in here. Okay. So with clients, a lot of clients, they're free for it. They come to me. They don't want to do sales pages. They don't want to do emails and they don't want to do anything, nor did I. Mm. But I feel like for the last five years, probably since 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021 and 2022, we were cool with just free bowling it on the internet, literally just going and posting and doing our Facebooks and doing our live streams and podcasts and kind of just, it was all about that connection on social media. But I feel like in 2023, I could feel a shift, 2023 and 2024, back to basically my roots where I came from online was, was full internet marketing back in 2014. I had all the emails and I had all the Facebook ads and I did it so different. Like I did, I would just like have this Facebook ad like this. Like, ah. And people were like, what is even happening here? Because it was so <laughs> unusual because everyone's like, hi, very professional, like so sure. Let me tell you about launching. And I'm like, <laughs> and I would just do like photos to get attention in the feed. But just, I was like, that just taking a photo of me unhinged. And so I started that. But then in 2018, I broke free of that. I actually had fully broken free of an internet marketing business and I'd moved into being a personal brand. And that was a big metamorphosis because bringing myself online and moving away from the niche that I'd created, which essentially I was a productivity blogger back in the day, productivity, businessy, but very productivity focused back in the beginning stages of this business that I'm doing and my blog. And people knew me for that and that was it. And so once I started to talk about beliefs and big dreams and all these things, they kind of got a little distracted or like, no, never change, stop doing that. And so I realized I had to really create this personal brand where I could talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. I didn't have to be niche. I didn't have to have a target market. I just could be me. And then whoever resonated could just come and just come to me. And so 
the personal brand situation happened around 2016, 17, 18. And then we shedded ourselves, everybody that was around during that time, we shedded ourselves of the emails and sales pages and anything that felt constrictive and even websites. We deleted websites, emails, which I did. I deleted my entire email system. I deleted all of my sales pages and I got back to bare bones and just connected with my audience. And that was where I grew it to seven figures. Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. So what I've noticed with buyer behavior and consumer behavior and entrepreneurial behavior is we love that connection we have with everybody on the internet, but we also want to have our businesses have our back. The end of the year of my business is my energetic field. I feel like that's going because that's great until it's not. It's great until it's not. (laughs) And then you realize your business is at effect of your energy and your, in a sense, when you don't have those systems and frameworks set up in the back end, it doesn't have your back and you don't have its back. So when you have the inevitable ebb, which we all will, and some of us will be humbled by that ebb, your business doesn't have your back. You don't have your business's back and it's all a bit messy versus if you, when you're in the flow, you actually can double down on what you've already done. You can take those posts that you posted on Facebook and had a million comments and you can plug them into an email to have people that are brand new to you going through who you are and what you do and, and all of that sort of stuff. So the way that I bring it in with my clients is let's change the story about what this is. And to me, that masculine feminine energy kind of comes into play where my business has got my back and I've got my business's back and my business is its own energetic field and it's sending out emails and it's indoctrinating people into my world. It's oystering people into my world. So the things that I said two years ago, they still stand. I don't change my mind that much. I've been doing this 10 years and pretty much most of the principles that I have have been the same since the beginning. And so people can go through something from two years ago that I said then, and they can be indoctrinated. And so in a way, it just oysters people in and out of my world. It filters them without me having to be there every single day, saying, almost like saying the same thing or oystering people in that moment. I just get to talk about whatever I'm cool with. And so the emails and the websites and the systems for me is just like that masculine framework that's got my back. Almost like when we have a hug with our husband and he holds you, but in order for you to receive it, you must hold him too. You hold on as you're receiving the hug. And so that's like the most perfect masculine feminine balance that I feel. And it's the same with the emails. I feel like it's holding you and you're holding it and it just has this whole energetic 
entity of its own. And I think when I explain it in that way to my clients, they're so excited about it. They just cross over. They're just like so excited. One of my clients just said, oh my God, I just sent an email and I made all this money. I'm like, oh my God, it was so fun. And I just sent, I had a story and I just had a DM and I just made all this money. So not only the money that we're making throughout in connection with our clients, we're not taking that away. We're not going automated. We're going omnipresent. And so there's this stuff in the back end where it's just, it's got your back and it's such a beautiful feeling. And when I explain it like that, they're away. They're just like, oh my God, let me set up this email. <laughs> and it just helps them to take what they've already done, make it even better, oyster people out with them having to do it themselves and create this omnipresent. So it just backs them up with whatever they're doing in real time. There. Music to my ears. I love all of that because I feel like I speak on behalf of a lot of people that go, we want the outcome of that. Like, absolutely. Give me an email list. Give me a, a funnel. Give me a website, but I don't want to have to do the work. <laughs> you know, I, you don't want to have to do what between like now and getting to the outcome. But when you explain it like that, it's like, oh, that is that beautiful masculine that holds you in business. Yeah. I yeah. feel like one of the things that I said to my clients the other day is we are so used to instant gratification over the last five years. We post to post, we make money. So the, the whole email and sales page and website situation is like, Ugh, I'm not going to make money on that for like a couple. It's so delayed gratification versus, oh, I just put a story. I just made $10,000. I just made $10,000 cash sale. And then the next day it's like I posted this and I sold like three of these and and now you want me to go make an email with this thing that I wrote like a couple months ago that did really well that sold a lot of stuff and put it plug it into my email series and then do a sales page on my own in quiet for a whole day and nobody bought anything from it because it's not up yet delayed yeah. gratification so it's that it's almost like falling in love with the deep work the delayed gratification and knowing it's literally going to double triple quadruple your results down the track mm. but just not right now <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Can we talk balancement? Because this is a term yeah. I love from you, balancement. And I feel like this is a good, good section of the potty to talk about this. Love it. Let's talk about it. What do you yeah. want to talk about? Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what, okay. Balancement, go. Sorry. Over to you. <laughs> but what does balancement mean for you? Because I, I feel like you coined this term. Like this is a very Jana mm. term. Like, you know, I'm not seeing this anywhere else. And it's something that I feel like entrepreneurs um, probably struggle with. And, and I'm sure that's how you came up with it. It's like witnessing this in your clients. But also, again, back to the free spirits who have big dreams, but also um, probably are quite driven in the way that they yeah. want to get there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Balancement. Okay. I, okay. So it's multidimensional for me. Balancement. I have this balancement energy in my business as well as my life. So balancement in business to me feels like balancing the back end and the front end. And the way that that looks is a lot of us can get sucked into the vortex of going and working on those sales pages or going and coaching your clients without sharing it on the front end. And I think it's such a simple shift to be like, whatever I'm doing in the back end, share it on the front ends. And it seems so simple, but a lot of the times we just forget about it. We're in our vortex. We forget to take a photo, but share the back ends to the front ends and the front ends to the back ends. Have it be this cross pollination between everything. And that just gives you this beautiful balance in your business. And it's literally like the best content. And we, we sort of gloss over it a lot of the times, but if you can balance the front ends with the back ends, and your backgrounds with your front ends on your business and your brand, it's almost like a cheat code to really helping to accentuate and amplify your personal brand and build your personal brand way faster. 
So that's what in the business. I always think about that in that, in terms of that. And then in life, I see like that framework that I freestyle gives me this opportunity to have, like, I've got times, I've got times where I've finished and I've got times where when I put things into my calendar that I know that I'm going to have to go and do. And if I'm hyper fixated on a project, it's too bad because I've already like put this thing in place. And so a lot of the times I almost like forecast the balancement in my life for the week because I have that quote, balance is not something you find, it's something you create. And so I create the balance in my week. If I feel like, oh, I'm going to be super hyper fixated on this thing. And, and if I have a whole day to do it, I might procrastinate for like half of the day to do it. And so sometimes for me, having something to go and do at lunchtime or nighttime helps me to get that thing done quicker. Uh, in With balancement as well, is I see there's another little mindset that I have around balancement that's a little unconventional, but I have this energy of I work 24-7 and that's my balancement as in the way that I sleep it's got something to do with the way that I work. The way that I am fully present when I go to the beach with the kids is work because for me to be fully present helps me to come back and work and get my work done really well. And I think that's the difference between us when we are cracking those seven figure marks and doing it feeling great. I think the difference is if every single thing we do, every activity we do, we infuse it with an intentionality. So I was having this funny conversation with my client the other day. He's like, I just forget all these things I do and I forget to tell people it. I'm like, I know, because what happens is we were talking the other day about treading water in the pool because it's some sort of thing. It's really good for your brain. And so we go into the pool and we're treading water and we're visualizing our big dreams and we're kind of meditating in a way. But I said, because a lot of people just go in the pool and they have a swim. But we go in the pool and we have to like think of this big dream that we're aligning our energy to and we're like, oh, this is so good for my brain and my energy. So every single thing we do is infused with so much more intentionality. We don't just have a bath. We have a bath where we are going to release wounds. We are going to reprogram some beliefs. We don't just go to the beach. We go to the beach to get some sunshine, to really reset our circadian rhythms, to get our feet in the sand. We just don't do things, the normal things. We infuse every activity with some sort of bigger meaning and intentionality, which means we're intentional all day, which means we kind of work all day. 24-7 is where in a sense of like, I want to be the vehicle and the vessel for my big dreams. And so when I sit down to work, gold comes out. And I think that for me is balancement is actually thinking of my entire day as a contributing factor for everything, for my family, for my kids, for my business, for myself. And that's the way that I look at it. So that's my balance is. I love that. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's really being conscious of your energy as well. Like that whole 24 period, like, um, I really resonated with the water thing cause I'm such a water person and really? I actually grew up in the country three hours from the closest beach. So I grew up in a country town called Tamworth and, you know, we, I never went to the beach cause it was like, you know, even to get to the beach, it was three hours of like windy, like up and down hills to get to Coffs Harbor. Right. So, um, since living near the beach for the past like five, six years or so, every time I, I like used to go to the beach, I would be like, right, I'm going to go under a wave and every wave I go under is just going to wash away limiting beliefs away from 
my goal of 10K months. Like that was the first thing. I did that for years and years that I started earning 10K months. And it was like, I'm going to wash away any limiting beliefs or anything holding me back or any like self-sabotage for 20, for 30. Now, now my goal is 50 this year. It's like, if I've always had that intention going to the beach and I never, ever take the beach for granted. It is the most magical place in my entire life. I am, I never go to the beach and I'm not awestruck by it. Like I look out there and I look at all the twinkly, like how it glitters and I look at the waves and how the waves never end. And like, all, like I'm always in my mind, like just getting, like, I feel like the ocean is like the closest thing you can get to the most highest abundance codes in the world. It's like, you are literally looking at the most powerful thing in the world, that and babies. <laughs> you know, when you look at a baby and you're like, holy shit, my body made this. Like those two things, I'm like, how can you not be thinking about your business and your goals and your dreams when you're looking at something that powerful, which is why I love your house. Because for anyone that follows Jana, it's like, that's my dream. Your view of just expansive ocean, like as far as you can see out, like how can you not be thinking about your big dreams and you know, the potential that you have in your heart and all of your desires when you're looking at something so magical. 100%. I look out there every single day and I'm like, oh my God, sometimes I can get very used to it and I've got to like kick myself back into like, whoa, that is actually amazing. And it's one of the best views in this whole place here. But I, I have 100%, you know, agree with you about the ocean. I really just don't resonate with people that don't love the ocean. I can't understand why. But how funny that you dive under the wave and you do a whole like energetic practice and some people just swim, <laughs> just go and swim. But I think that's the difference between that balance but it's almost like everything that you're doing is contributing something to your energy and, and you're actually using life to do a lot of the practices versus, oh, this is me releasing something in my meditation here. It's like, I'm going to the ocean. I'm doing something very physical and very intentional and I'm releasing it in something very like, which has all the different elements going on as well. So I love that. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's such an important thing to um, like, you know, just to have intention around anything that's happening in your life as well. Like I, I love that too. And those little daily habits and just check-ins with your energy as well. Um, mm -hmm. Would love to hear from you, like when you work with someone that's, you know, so let's use me as an example, that's already earning five figure months, but they want to take it to six figure months. Cause I know you've done this yourself and you've worked with a lot of people who have had similar goals. What do you see are usually the gaps? Cause obviously you mm. have all of these amazing frameworks that you, you introduced, which we've spoken about, but what do you see are usually the gaps that they have? I think oh, there's so many. So I think it's always case by case. So I always look at everybody and I'll look at their business. I'll look at how they work. I look at their bodies of work that they have. And a lot of the bodies of work that you have, you don't realize like it might be something you've had forever, but probably one of the more strategic things. So with you, if you have like what body, bodies of work do you have currently that's bringing in those? So my main body of work is my magic business. So, you know, we are affiliates and all of the um, people in my team are affiliates and distributors for Enagic. And then we have our own brands, the Wildly Empowered Co Collective. So when you buy the products, you not only get obviously amazing water because they sell water ionizers, shower filters that infuse with minerals, et cetera. Like there's a whole array of products, but then you also get mentored by me and you get to be part of the collective. 
And in the Wildly Empowered Collective, we have courses in education around building personal brands, um, attraction marketing through social media. We build like affiliate links and funnels and, um, you know, like webinars and all the things that we spoke about before. Like we actually give a baseline, like all of those for free when you start um, as just part of being, you know, part of the Wildly Empowered Collective and Anagic. So we have this like whole ecosystem of what you get when you choose to do that business, that specific mm-hmm. business model and do high ticket affiliate marketing with us as a team and with me as, as you know, the mentor. So that's like, that's my um, specific body of work. And like, you know, obviously I don't own Anagic, that's the, the company, but my main body of work is within the Wildly Empowered Collective and, and you know, the trainings that I have in, in terms of the education platform. I love that. And would you be able to go? So what we do is we usually look at the body, the main body of work, and then we see if there's any way that we can build a brand around it versus just sell. Mm. So building a whole brand around it, I feel like is that stage, if you're at the 10s to the 20s to the 30s to the 40s, you've sold, you you can sell, but it's building a brand for that. And I think that's probably what you're yeah. on now and especially yeah. doing the podcast. So you're pretty yeah. much going to be on track for the 50s. So I always say, I look at what you have and to make sure like that body of work is good. Like that's your body of work that you're good with. So choosing, I think when you want to crack those 50s and 100s, is choosing your big three, your big three bodies of work, all one and building a brand around that. So a brand is more reputation. It's less selling. Well, you sell, you still sell, but you layer into it, the branding around it. Like, so people, pretty much people that in my world know what figure seven me branded dreams for are. And the reason they know is I'm not just selling them, I'm brand building them, I'm building brands around them, I'm building reputation, I'm building testimonials and clout and I'm talking about them every single day in a story-related way. So I'm building stories into them. I'm doing that every single day, making sure that I'm like building into me brand, Drea, so figure seven. And then that's the brand building of these main bodies of work because I feel like if you can build a brand not just sell, but build a brand, which will take longer, about three or four months, and then you'll see see a bit of a difference as people are putting it on their vision board or whatever it might be. Mm. And the building of the brand is a big one. Um, inc- and then the second thing that I really feel like I'm doing with my clients is actually going viral is really good. And a lot of people mm. are like, going viral doesn't mean more sales. I'm like, a, you must be not very good at sales. B, you're probably not going viral for the right thing. But C, why wouldn't you want Instagram doing legwork for you? What? Yeah. Like, are we still on this whole martyr thing? Let me do everything and let me do a lot with a little. I found going viral is just made so much easier. Like Instagram just does the That's how I found you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I literally yeah. found you from you going viral. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, and you yeah. popped up on my feet and then I stalked you and I was like, this girl is my girl. <laughs> Instagram, doing the, it's out there, networking, it's doing all the things yeah. for me. I'm like, okay, I'll just come and do my thing and it can do its thing. So it's like, you've got this whole big behemoth thing going and like, this person would like yourself, this person, this person, and okay, hundreds of thousands of people, these people will like your stuff. I think we've got a pretty good clue that they're going to like your stuff. And then they yeah. bring them to you. And then it's like, yeah. oh my God. And then I do the oystering and I oyster them too. So looking at how you can go viral, reach more people that are your people and then do the selling in the stories and then finding, so finding your top platform where you create all your stuff, building relationships with people in there, 
but then backing that up with like the emails and the back end. But I feel like just getting more people into your world. I think also with bodies of work is building what I, with building a brand, you've got to build the verbiage around it. So a lot of people just depends how they feel that day is how they're going to talk about their theme that day. But I have like taglines and full pages of words, sayings, quotes, things that I quote, like coding. I don't really have to have like a whole document anymore because it's just in my head, but I can just like lick off the codes all day, every day around each of those things. So people, it becomes memorable and it also becomes the 50K to 100K, it's they can't get it anywhere else. Mm. That's the vibe is they can't get this kind of style of information in this way anywhere else. It's very unique to you. And so I think finding that edge, finding that thing where you're not saying what everybody else is saying, mm. you're saying your kind of thing and being specific, but also being universal, which is a whole art and craft of its own. And I feel like that's like the 50K code. If, if my clients mm. are going for the 50 to the 100, so some of my clients have just cracked the 100K in 30 days after coming with to me doing 10K months. And it's just being a constant finesse and refinement of their bodies of work and their messaging and their marketing and their sales and the capacity and their beliefs and their energy. So it's all of it together um, that gets them to that 100K with their bodies of work. But yeah, the bodies of work, I feel like is the lifeblood of the whole thing. Yes, yes. Amazing. So much gold in this podcast. Thank you so much. I want to ask before we get to our very last question, what are you celebrating right now? I am celebrating 2024 feeling like it's a massive year. It's almost like I'm feeling deja vu of it being my best year ever. And I feel like I've fully come into my whole own again, which is, mm-hmm. I've been doing that a lot for the last 10 years, but this is just another. And I think when I first cracked seven figures, I don't know, like four years ago now. And so cracked my first seven figures in 12 months and then cracked my first seven figures in financial year and then cracked my first seven figures in eight months. All those cracking into seven figures. They say that your identity takes two years to catch up when you do Mm. achieve something. And I think that's so true. I think that I had created a seven figure business, but then at the same time, my identity still hadn't caught up to the whole situation, Mm. like hadn't locked fully in. And I felt like at the seven figures, I was losing a bit of myself as in I felt like the way that I'm very celebratory and a very like unhinged sparkle energy was starting to get very dimmed down because a lot as I would expand, I would have a different style of unhinged sparkle, like getting on a yacht and celebrating with all of my friends and family. And when I got on this yacht and I celebrated with my friends and family and we had this whole thing and I got a professional videographer and I got a professional photographer on board and I did all these things, I get I got so much kickback from my community. Like, you've changed. I want the genre that didn't used to celebrate on a yacht. She used to celebrate with like a coconut. You've changed. I don't like this new genre. Like literal messages. And it really actually impacted me more than I thought that it did. It actually really dumped me down and I didn't share those videos. I stopped sharing those videos. I stopped sharing those photos. And that was like one of my, was my ultimate unhinged sparkle energy. I was like in my fullest expression of myself, completely free. 
like so free-spirited, so like this is my identity. And then I felt like it just got knocked down a bit by that and it did get, I got impacted energetically. Maybe I can't be bubbly and unhinged and sparkly. People like, it's driving people mad and I can't take it. I can't, like, it's just, I just, without consciously thinking, I couldn't take it. And what I'm celebrating now is, I based my entire website around all those videos and all those photos. So it's almost like a declaration and an F you to everybody who told me who to be and how to be and me just fully embodying this is who I am. Unhinged sparkle. My kids said to me that trend, they're like, that is so you, it's crazy. And I'm like, I know. And I'm like, here's the website with those videos that I took down, basically. I took down those videos, I took down those photos because it's me drinking with a cocktail and a bitch, loose, like just having the best time ever in the world. And then I kind of went like, oh God, that really upset a lot of people because I'm on a yacht now and I used to be in a van. And now it's just like, here it is. Mm. And that just feels like a massive celebration. Now my website is a reflection of like, this is who I am. And a reflection of your journey in your money mindset and your worthiness for that, that level of wealth. And it's like, it's so funny you brought up the yacht as well. Um, My husband and I were doing a bit of a goal, you know, goals and visions for the 2024. And I put on some inspiring music and I, you know, we did some breathing and shut our eyes. And then, you know, we, we spoke about what we envisioned for our year in like family, relationship, celebration, business, blah, blah, blah. And um, I said to him, exact words were, I feel like being on a yacht is me being in my natural habitat. Like, I was like, <laughs> if we've got this yacht party coming up in um, in at Easter time and I just went on a yacht in December to celebrate like some big milestones, like, you know, from my mentor put it on. And I am, I feel my freest on a yacht because you're not wearing shoes, but you're dressed up, you're drinking champagne and you're looking at water. Like how yeah. can you possibly top that with anything and else? And jumping like, off the edge. And you're jumping off and you're like looking at like you're moving places, you're looking at different amazing, beautiful scenery with water, literally surrounded by water on water. Like how can you possibly get more expansive than that? And I like, not that I'm there yet with like 100K months or, or plus, but I, yeah. I have also been there with, um, you know, my um, background being low ticket network marketers and coming from a lot of scarcity and coming from yeah. like, you know, really earning, like my thing is rescuing network marketers from earning shit money because that's what I do. <laughs> I rescue them from like hustling and, and like help them to actually earn like, you know, three grand upwards per sale instead of like measly, you know, not life-changing commissions. And so yeah, I actually got like a similar thing of like a little bit of tall poppy syndrome also coming from the country, also some old followers who like, probably aren't, you know, realistically, they're not even going to hear this because they're not my target market. So they've unfollowed me, right? Like, because it was so triggering when I actually started to make decent money, which I feel is the bare minimum that you need to be making. If you're going to be, you know, in a freedom business, like there actually needs to be a baseline that you're like, that's my standard. Like I I can't earn less than that because that's not the lifestyle. That's not the standard of living that I want. It does tend to trigger and like, um, I, I, the way that I see it, the way that I talk to myself about it is it's like the garden weeding itself <laughs> when they unfollow you and you're like, 
sayonara bitches <laughs> not mine i'm not for you i'm actually oysterring themselves out yeah filter yeah. the filters of the sea but yeah. at first it's pretty like intense like when it first starts to happen so intense. it's pretty yeah. intense getting knowing that your celebration and your happiness and your fullness expression of yourself is just like yeah. liberated is really yeah. triggering a lot of people and you don't realize a lot of the times like it's like a frog getting or a toad getting simmered or a crab yeah. in a getting simmered and boiling to death because you don't realize how much it's actually mm. repressing your natural state and natural energy. And yeah, when yeah. you get to that, like flick it around, yeah, like, this is my seven figure energy. Here we are. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So good. So if anyone would love to work with you, speak with you, um, learn more about your offerings, what is the best place to go for it? I reckon go through to janakingsford.com forward slash dream bigger because that's your five day. If I'm, if you're not vibing with me, we're good. Bye-bye or hello. And that's like this full indoctrination. You'll get energy around Dreamsbo, which is my membership or me brand, which is my master course or figure seven, which is my mastermind. And you'll be able to steal in from that with this five day raw. Basically, I just hit seven figures in eight months. And I just downloaded it knowing like, I want this to be working for me for the next five years. I'm just like, time capsule, there we go. Because you'll never do it again. That firstborn, seven figures in eight months, you can't replicate the energy of a firstborn seven figure year, a firstborn 100k mm. month. And so I wanted to grab it because I didn't grab the end. I kind of did a little bit, grab the energy after my first 100k month. But I wanted to really make a thing of like, this is me and my mostest fullest energy. And this is going to be a great oystering, which is good for me or you. And go through those five days and feel if you're resonating. If you're not resonating, then we're good. We win. Yeah. Amazing. I have to say your website is so sexy as well. Like it's so magnetic and so just fully self-expressed. I freaking love it. So definitely check it out. I'll put it in the show notes. Final question. Yeah. If you could go back to your 21-year-old self, what would you whisper in her ear? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished and more than anything empowered from these conversations too. That's so funny because that was the 21 is how old I was when I was pregnant with my second baby. I was actually the year that I quit my J-O-B and I started studying at university. That was the year that I started going for my big dreams. And I remember a couple of months in is when I heard the voice (laughs) that said, Jana, you're here to help women achieve their big dreams and feel capable of the big dreams. So you go do it. And then later on, you'll figure out what it's for. Why are you doing this? Because I went to university with this little baby and I was pregnant with my second and I quit my J-O-B and I started to grow businesses and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I going to uni? I don't even want a job now. This is like, I'm going to be a full-time mom. And it was like, Jana, you're here to help women to feel capable of their big dreams. So you go do it. You figure it out. And down the track, it's going to work out. And back then, I didn't know later on, I'd be talking to all these women about big dreams and capability, but I would whisper the exact same word that were whispered to me in that moment when I was 21, that was done, are you here to help women feel capable of your big dreams, of their big dreams, so you go and achieve yours and it'll pay off later.
just trust us with it. Like, cause I didn't, this industry didn't even exist. When that, that many years ago, 20 years ago. <laughs> oh my God, that's 20 years ago. So that's what it will be. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. So much beautiful embodied wisdom and value in this whole discussion. Um, if you found value in this, please share it. Feel free to share to your stories, tag us in it, reach out to us. We'd love to hear what really stood out for you. And thank you so much for your time, Jana. You were just such a goddess. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. Receiving all the love. Thank you. <laughs>